Welcome to the show, Sports Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max, Light 365. We have Raleigh, North Carolina Zone. Had her time in the Bay Area, currently in Atlanta. Goes by the name of Klondike Blonde. What's going on? Welcome to the show, Sports Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max, Light 365, iHeartRadio, Klondike. What is going on? Just vibing. I like your hat. Yeah, I had to throw this on. I had to throw this on. I always represent in my interviews, wherever the artist is from, I make sure to represent. I love it. Appreciate that. Thank of you very course. You, you're, you're right in Atlanta right now? Yep. Yeah. I know you here. moved out there I, and got serious. Yeah, it got real serious. <laughs> <laughs> Sneaky Link. That's a new song. Yes, sir. How are you feeling about it and the traction that it's been getting? It's been a vibe, like, because I've been in Atlanta for five years, like I said, and I never really, like, experienced, like, the club life and the, you know, like, the music life out here. So that's really where the record came from and the reason for it. So it's been a vibe. Like, it's been going up in the clubs out here. We turned up in Dallas. It's been lit. It's been lit. You took a break for a while as well, especially from collaborations. What did you learn from this break and how did you become a better artist during this time? Um, Yeah, I took a long break because of personal reasons, but I guess... uh. What I learned was just, I don't know, you have to take things day by day and, you know, you got to grind for what you want. You got to, can't nobody help you. You got to do it by yourself. You feel me? That's a fact. Did you feel so that you were going too fast? That's why you had to take a break? No, I didn't feel like that at all. I really, the pace was going really well. Um, I had just had, you know, like a tragedy in my family. So that's really why I took a break for like mental, personal reasons. But it was nothing like that. Everything was going pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah yeah and we're gonna get right into the beginning of this being from raleigh north carolina how long were you there for because you actually went out to the the bay area i think it was in middle school and high school so you were there for a couple years so yeah i was born in raleigh and then i moved to the bay area when i was 12 and then i moved back to raleigh as soon as i turned 18 and then i moved to atlanta when i was 19 so it was like everywhere <laughs> <laughs> i know your influence is come from all over the place from justin bieber Katy perry bone thugs and harmony where would you say your main hip-hop influences come from being that you were all over the country being so young um like i mentioned when i was uh, in raleigh like i really looked up to bone thugs and harmony and just people like that and then moving to the bay like uh you know being out there i got introduced to a lot of like bay area music like mag J. there's a bunch of you know the regular people like that i am 40 yeah, E-40, shit like that. And I think that's where my music influence comes from, too, because it's like I could be like a gangster, but I also know how to have that like Cali vibe with it. Yeah, you could definitely tell that from the music and listening here and it just starting and drip exploded all through YouTube and social media. Yeah. And it's still going. It's still going, especially on TikTok, too. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, pretty weird, but yeah, I love it. it. <laughs> do, you have a, do you have a song in the bank right now that you think that's going to surpass that? I do. I'm actually shooting some content to it today, so it'll be on my TikTok this week. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited about it. I was just about to say that I, was, I have a drip record on crack right now in the vault, and it's coming. Is this single or is this a collaboration on it as well? It's a single for now. We'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's always important to focus on yourself and then get the collaborations on because a lot of artists sometimes always fall back on the collaborations and you don't really develop yourself as an artist. Exactly. See, you get it. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> During your time in middle school, you were actually sneaking out of classes in order to get some recording in. So, yeah, this is actually high school. Um, I had, so for half of the day, I went to this, like, 
alternative school where they basically it was like a career course or whatever. And we didn't have a teacher in our class. I was taking a videography class, actually. And we didn't have a teacher in our class for the entire year. And in the back of the videography building, there was like a whole ass rec recording studio. So that's where I would sneak off to every single day for four hours because the class was four hours long. We didn't have a teacher. So I'm like, fuck that. I'm back here with it. So, yeah, I had taught myself how to record and all types of stuff like that. That's why I recorded my first ever uh, freestyle, too, at that school. Wow. And then you eventually went on to make your own songs and posted them on SoundCloud, Love Letter. That's how you hooked up with Will and Tam. And yep. how did you find out about them here in your record? Did they tell you? Um, no, I had uh, one of their clients I knew uh, introduced me to them at the and time. And then you played them the record and that's when they decided to take you on yep. as a management. Yep. And then they introduced me to Jazzy Faye and then that's how Drip was uh, created actually with mm -hmm. Jazzy. The legendary Jazzy Faye. And what's something that you learned from him from working? Because I know you have a great relationship with him. I've learned a lot with him vocally because he really taught me how to use my voice in different ways that I hadn't like used it before. Because um, I'm low-key like tone deaf a little bit. So he really just taught me like how to finesse my voice. And then he just showed me like, like I said, like what true grind is. Because he's been in the game for a long time. So, yeah. That's interesting. You know, I I've read about artists being tone deaf and them learning how to count the beats was there difficulty there and staying on beat to this day it's not like even staying on beat it's just like i don't know i literally sometimes have to re-record like 50 times because i like i know when i need to start it but i just it just won't happen so <laughs> yeah i still i still have trouble with it but like i said i just know how to like finesse it a little bit and then like when i'm in the booth i'll like need to be looking at a screen to catch it fun fact <laughs> From there, with your management, you were signed to Hitco, mm -hmm. L.A. Reads Hitco, and then you're not with them anymore. No, I'm not, because we had, like, a deal with Drip and a Love Letter, but then, like I said, I had the little break or whatever from music in general, so we just parted ways. Like, it was nothing, no bad blood. L.A. is still my dog. Are you looking to sign a deal currently with a major, or right now it's just staying independent and just getting your own bag? I mean, that is the move, staying independent, getting my own bag. I'm not opposed to anything, though, but I'm also not pressing anything. Like, whatever happens, happens. I'm sure, Well, I, I know people, like you said, independent is the wave right now. But do you think that, that majors, there's still some beneficial factors to sign into a major because everyone's so keen on being independent? Um, I would say benefits of being with a major is, is that they have, like the like, the corporate part down packed. Like, they know like the press runs, they know like the, the media, how to, you know, like how to really get, like push you, push a record, push an album, push an artist. They have that down packed. Um, so that is a big benefit of being with the record label. Like when I was with Hitco, like they had me everywhere with all the interviews, all the out there, everything. So yeah. No Smoke was an important record. And I remember you being outspoken about this is a better version of yourself. What was it that you had to change and mature? Uh, was there a certain characteristic that you noticed that you had to just level up and mature on? It was nothing like specific. It was just literally growing up. Like I was, you know, young and dumb. And then I just grew up and became smarter and wiser by my decisions. So yeah, it was nothing specific. It was just part of growing up. I remember reading an article too, like back in the day, and just seeing when doing my research that you were really going against the medium blogs because they were always clickbaiting against female artists when they're pitted against each other as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I did mention that in another interview. It's just it's crazy. I don't 
I think that it's kind of slowed down now because I actually see like a lot of female artists like supporting each other and collaborating and stuff. So I think it's getting a little better, in my opinion. But it was a thing for a long time. Like they were literally like, if there's two female rappers, oh, they must be beefing. They must be in competition. They must be this. Like it doesn't always have to be like that. You know what I mean? It's definitely changed up some, but you know, there's still some people out there that you got to watch out for. And you know, there's always everyone always focuses on the negativity, especially now with cancel culture. Someone can get canceled so easily oh. right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very freaking true. They cancel you over any and everything that you got to watch out. They will dig back to the fucking 2006 to see what you just said. Cancel- yeah. Yeah. Oh, exactly. <laughs> They'll probably dig back to like family members' lives and find something. Be like, oh, you got to cancel her too. Exactly. Exactly. So fucking funny. Unbelievable. I just there's benefits to social media, then there's the downfalls of it, and the cancel culture is definitely a downfall. Yeah, a lot of downfalls. <laughs> I want to get into your alter ego, Griselda Blanco. What was it that you felt a certain way in which you felt as though that that was your alter ego? How did you relate to her? So, like, I don't know if you ever seen um, Cocaine Cowboys too. It was all about her. Um, I had watched it. I want to say. Uh, right after high school actually when I was developing my artist era so it was like perfect timing and I don't know her story just really inspired me because of the fact of how just like strong and like ruthless she was like she didn't give a fuck about nobody nobody's feelings like she made everything happen for herself any way she had to so that was just very inspiring she's just so strong and she's Colombian and my family's from Venezuela half my family so I did hear about that, about your family life. And, you know, unfortunately, you weren't around your mom much growing up and you live with your father, I heard. Yeah, I did. Um, yeah, my dad raised me until I was 12. And then that's when I met my mom when I yeah. moved. To- so, yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah, that, that is crazy. And and how did that because most of the time when I speak with artists, the mother's usually always present when you hear about certain family right. issues. So how was it having a father, but not having your mother until meeting her at the age of 12. I loved it. It was, it was so cool. Cause like, I don't know, it was just, I don't know. I felt protected and it was just, I think it built me who I am today too. Like we were always just playing video games, like doing like little tomboy stuff. I was a tomboy. And then I had all brothers, all uncles, all boy cousins. So it wasn't a problem with me at all. I like it. Me and my dad have a great relationship as well as my mom too, you know, but I liked it. He never hid anything from me because my dad, you know, he was a gangster too. He never hid anything from me. And I appreciate that because, you know, it. when you're exposed to stuff younger, you don't like really give a fuck about it when you get older. Like, I'm not going to be like, let me go try crack, see what that's like, because I've seen some crackheads OD type shit. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. I heard like when you were five years old, you saw someone with a needle in their arm in a bed. Oh, yeah. Like, I've seen some crazy stuff. Yeah. So, like, yeah. And, and the good thing is that that situation, when you were exposed to it, that deterred you away from it. Well, yeah, it definitely did. <laughs> yeah, that's important. Before that, though, like just being like around my uncles and them giving me the real since that young age. Like, why would I ever want to expose myself yeah. to that? No. So, no. Yeah. No, absolutely not. And with the alter ego and Griselda Blanco, do you think that alter egos have something to do with like when someone comes back as far as reincarnation you feel as though there's a reincarnation factor to an alter ego um excuse me i actually never thought that deep about it no so i can't say that i have but i could i could see that though i might have to you know research (laughs) it but i could see it (laughs) 
Do you think everyone has an alter ego? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Do you have an alter ego? Sometimes I do. I remember like being in college when I was first doing my interviews, especially when I had Dave East in the studio, because Dave East was my favorite rapper. And I remember just because that was like my, my first interview to really put me on the map in the interview game. I, I just felt like someone was controlling me. Like when Beyonce says Sasha Fierce, that she says oh. she's Sasha Fierce on stage. Like I felt as though that I had someone inside of me, like okay, controlling yeah. me that day. So, okay, so you do have a little alter ego. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if it's like reincarnation or nothing like that, but I just think it is something that just like takes over for a second. You know what I mean? Not on the like weird possessed shit, but just, you know. Because <laughs> <laughs> like me, like I'm like, I'm not shy, but I just don't really say too much. But as soon as like I'm on stage or I have to be like, you know, that person, it just, it just clicks in for me. So, so it clicks in for you, your alter ego, especially when you're a performer as well. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, I get on stage and I see all these people. I'm like, um, yeah, I don't know if I can do this. But then it's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, the, the, the switch comes on. <laughs> exactly. Oh, uh, we got to get into some of your influences here. People that you want to work with, as I mentioned before, Lil Kim, you actually ran into her and she knew who you were. Yeah, it was kind of crazy because my manager actually saw her first and she said, um, we were in LA. She said, that's little Kim. Like you need to go talk to her. And I was like, that's little Kim. Like what did it So like, I go over there and at first, like her security was like, what are you doing? Did it done? And then she's like, she looks over and she said, Clon's like, I know you, my daughter listens to you. Did it done. I was like, what? So yeah, it was a really cool, uh, interaction. And she still like follows me and supports me to this day. So that's pretty crazy. Yeah. That's uh, big time. Yeah, super big time. Mm -hmm. But yeah, um, you said as far as like collabs, who I want to work with right now? Mm -hmm. Well, I was just going to dissect each one with you because Katy Perry's one on that list too. Yeah, I feel like, <laughs> I don't know what you're reading. I feel like this, uh, that information is like a little older, but um, no, Katy Perry, she was like, I like my music taste was so broad, like. I would go from listening to Bone Thugs and Harmony to listening to Katy Perry, Avril Lavigne, like real like shit you wouldn't expect. You to to. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's why I said like I would collab with the artists like that though. Like I want to work with Justin Bieber. I want to work with No Cap. Like my options go like everywhere. Coil Ray, I heard. Yeah, we would make some fire for sure. Yeah, definitely. Tell me, when can we expect this upcoming project? Because I know that you're going to be rolling out some singles here, but I know that your fans, when you look in the comments, they always want to see when's the upcoming project, when's the EP, and that it's always been talked about for a while. And is I, this going to be the year? It is going to be the year. I think you promised. But I'm definitely going to drop at least two singles within the next few months, I want to say. But there'll definitely be a project this year. I can't, I can't let another year go by without it. So y'all got it. No, you can't. Especially when I look at the comments, too, and you look up to Kanye West as well, and everyone's always calling, I want the old Kanye back. What is it when you see when people say, I want the old Klondike back? How would you respond to that? Um, I've actually, like, I've responded to fans in my DMs because they be going off of me. They're like, I don't know who you are anymore, da, da, da. but I'm like, they have to understand when I came in the game, I was 18 years old. I'm 25 now. So, like, naturally... I grow up and like things change, you know, about a person. So, but at the end of the day, like 
the old Klondike or whatever, she's still here. It's just that she has more sauce to her too. Like there's more versatility to her now. Like, you know what I mean? So that's why I said I am giving them that record that I have. That's a drip on crack. I'm doing a little, you know, my little melodic shit is going to be out too. But at the end of the day, we all have to grow and, you know, level up. If you had to do a song, a remix with Bone Thugs and Harmony that you would love to add your own drip to, which record would it be? So <laughs> I forgot what the heck the name is called. Oh shit. I forgot what the name of the song is called. Um a fun fact too, when I was in high school doing all that stuff, my rap name was Thugsta because of Bone Thugs and Harmony. And it was the song, if I could teach the whole wide world to be a thug in harmony, I would love to remake that because that would be fire. Like if if we made like the beat a little more melodic and then we just kept that part. Yeah, it would definitely be that song. And I'm pretty sure it's called if I could teach the world. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. And you could definitely remix that. And you've had a lot of influence from that, especially when your music, when you listen to the melodic. Have you had the chance to run into any members of Bone Thugs? Because they're still active. They're still releasing albums. I know. No, I haven't, actually. I haven't got a chance to run into them. I think I had an opportunity, though, a few years ago, but I forgot. I think I was occupied somewhere else, but I haven't had a chance to meet any of them yet. No. Yeah, I know Crazy and Busy Bone, they're, they're still active, dropping albums recently. Really? Quality, yeah, quality hip hop albums. <laughs> I didn't even know that. I have to yeah, that, that, that's because the mainstream doesn't promote the legends anymore. They, exactly. Is they, it together? They keep them hidden. Are they like separate projects, or they did them together? Yeah, they're like separate projects. But I think we could expect the Bone Thugs album again. I think so because they they anytime I hear them, they're always going on tours. I don't think they're broken up. They're always going on tours together and performances. So I think okay. we'll get one eventually again. That would be exciting. Yeah. We got to get the feature in, though. Feature in Klondike. Exactly. Look, Will, if you're watching, let's do it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Klondike, because we had to get into the story behind your name, because this was something that you basically just came up as like a joke. It was whatever was going on in the moment. I was high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was really high. And I was uploading my first song to SoundCloud. And I just simply didn't want to put it under, like, my government name. And this was, like, a little after, you know, the whole thugsta phase. So I didn't want to be thugsta no more either. So, um, yeah, I was just really high. I had just cut all my hair off. I used to have, like, long, pretty hair. Um, I had just cut it off, dyed it blonde. So I'm uploading this song. I'm looking in the mirror, and it's just Klondike, blonde. Fuck it. And I just typed it in. And it wasn't even going to be anything that was going to, like, remain. But Love Letter did what it what it did and then as people like started you know uh introducing themselves to me they'll just be like klondike 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 i'm like okay fuck so and it actually works like i really like klondike blonde like i think it fits like my image and everything that's going on really well it does and then marketability is is a main thing and as far as music goes especially in the entertainment industry because it's gotten you this far right now and you know sometimes when artists that may be why sometimes they don't go a long way because their name doesn't match their image Right. Thanks. That is true. And that works for you perfectly. Klondike, is there anything else that you want to let the audience know, your fans know that you, we didn't cover here in the interview? Um, No, other than be on the lookout for this TikTok that's coming up, because y'all have been asking for this type of record and I'm finally about to put it out for you. Is this going to be the relatable track that you've been speaking about recently in past interviews that you want to start releasing some more relatable records, personal, more mature? So the one that I'm talking about right now, no, but 
what you can expect to be on the project is definitely some relatable tracks. I've been working on a lot of those. I feel like my story is Drip on crack is what we're getting next, though. That's for sure. What y'all are getting next, though. <laughs> it's gonna go. It's gonna go viral. Klondike, thank. I want to thank you for coming on the show here tonight. Shout out to El Nice for connecting us and setting up this interview. Keep going and block out all the negativity. Who cares about what people think as far as the old Klondike and all, all that matters is the now and the future. That's it. Thanks. Yep. And let them know where they can follow you on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and all that. Everywhere is at Klondike, Klondike Blonde. Blonde. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Klondike. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. Anytime. Anytime you need any promo, you want to come on and talk about the upcoming project, I'd be more than happy to have you on. Okay, for sure. I appreciate that. No doubt. Enjoy the rest of your night. Take care. Stay safe. All right? You as well. Thank yep. you. Thank you.